This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression brings the user more energy, greater endurance, and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories from local legends in the Australian running community you've simply always wanted to hear. Today in Season 2, Episode 12, I interview Brisbane runner Jackson Patterson-Wright. Finishing school just three years ago, Jackson is only 21 this year, but is already showing us his talent at such a young age. He has a PB of 14.57 for the 5,000 and 8.16 for the 3,000 on the track. In January this year, he was second in the QA Norma Crocus Shield, 800 metres, with a time of 1.55, and then a week later, placed first in the Sally Pearson 5K. In May and June, respectively, he won the QT Classic 10 and placed fifth in the Brisbane Marathon 10K itself. Most recently, he placed seventh at Australia's fastest park run, the annual Burt 5K Champs, held at Sandgate on the 17th of June. Anyways, that's enough of impressing you with his times. It's time for you to kick back, relax, and enjoy hearing from one of Brisbane's most talented up-and-coming runners, Jackson Patterson Wright. Alrighty. We're on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How about you? Oh, yes, yes. All good on my end. Finally. Bit of technical difficulties, eh? Yeah, how's the headset? That's a nice one you got there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's from my gaming days from grade <laughs> 7. It's kind of right. Had a bit of dust on it. It's been a while, but we're good. It's working well. Let's make an official start then. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast. Uh, thank you, Ollie. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Uh, I've got to ask you a question to start with. So you've got an X in your first name for Jackson, not a CK, and a hyphenated yes. surname. So just give us some background <laughs> around your first and surname. Oh, man, it's it's an absolute whirlwind of uh, how that happened. Because I, um, I think my dad wanted Jackson, just the, the usual spelling, but mum wanted something a bit unique, so Saxon. Um, so then they, yeah, they met a, met a happy medium there. Um, just putting the J in front of the the Saxon <laughs> to make Jackson, and then um, yeah, Mum's last name's Patterson, Dad's last name's Wright, so like, now nah, let's combine that as well. So, yeah, it makes it makes it pretty annoying, especially when I'm in exams and stuff like that, where you got to fill out the boxes for the last name. <laughs> it takes me like three business days to get that done, um, but it's all part of the process. But I like it. I like it. It's good. Very unique. And my next question is, what do I call you for this interview? What's what's your go-to nickname? Um, well, on the running scene, most, most of my running mates call me JPW, so, um, or Jackson's fine. So either one, we can go with JPW today. That's all right. Yeah. Too easy. Hey, it is a one eighteen on the clock. It's a Monday actually, uh, on a regular working day, 19th of June. So for me, it's actually my first day of school holidays for three weeks as a teacher at Churchy. But what about you? You study, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, just first day of, um, I think it's, yeah, mid-semester uh, break. Um, so actually just finishing first semester. Yeah, so studying physio uh, just at uh, Griffith University. And that's going all right. It's keeping me busy. Fantastic. Hey, and we sit here too. So it's a few days after uh, an amazing event up at Sandgate, the annual Burt Park Run Champs or 5K Champs. 
And uh, if you think about it now, it's probably the premier park run and 5K, even as a road event, so to speak, in the whole of the country, if not the world. And you play seventh yeah. there uh, with, I think, about a 1445. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it's 46 um, on the website. But yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I think it's been probably four or so years since I've done Sandgate. Um, so it's it's definitely good to go back and man, it's it's progressed so much since then. And like you said, yeah, it's pretty much just like a flat out 5k road race these days, which is awesome to see. I think there was like 40 boys or so going for a warm down. Um, so the the community's really growing, so it's awesome to see. Yeah, so some stats from the event to read them out. So 11 under 15 minutes, runners, 11 under 15. 43 under 16 minutes, uh, 78 under 70 minutes. I fell into that category myself. 127 under 18, 184 under 19 minutes, and at 233 runners under 20 minutes. So anyone listening out there who's in Australia or across overseas, please do get in touch to tell me if there's a better field for a 5K. Uh, how amazing was it? That was your first one in terms of that event. And was um, the previous Sandgate Park Run a different event or that one? Um, well, yeah, no. In terms of that actual event, um, it's more of a one-year thing, hey, because you you and yeah. the Bird Squad boys yeah. host that. Yeah, I think when I did it, um, yeah, it, it would have just been like a one-off thing maybe in earlier on in the year just for one of the old Sandgate Park Runs. Uh, it's funny because it, like most people don't realize it just happens every week because um, <laughs> now it just seems like the once in the year full-on 5k event um but yeah no it's it's uh it's actually a really good course um just the fire it feels like a long way back to the start once you're at the end of that jetty at the 2.5k mark but man it's just fully flat and, and it's fast so it's good um one of my old training partners harvey cram he did he did really bloody well <laughs> running 14 20 i think it was for the win so yeah it's definitely not slow that's for sure yeah, looking at results now. So Harvey in at 14.20, Connell Latouf, 14.25 in second. Ben Tacey, third, 14.30. Jack Salcedo, is that how you pronounce it? Jack Salcedo? Yeah, yeah, 14.38, an unknown runner out there in fifth with no time. Former <laughs> old boy, Churchy old boy, Lockie Cornelius, 14.44. And you were two seconds behind him on the books. And uh, I think... I think last year Aiden Hobbs was second to Kieran Perkins, if I'm correct, and he was fourteen yeah, forty seven in eighth behind you. So how did just speaking of those runners there in that sort of top eight, how how did the race fare for you, mate, from start to finish with those guys around? Um, it was yeah, pretty interesting because I was hoping there would be some people around that, you know, fourteen forty ish mark, like from the gun, but it sort of didn't really happen like that because. Harvey and I think it's Harvey, Aiden, Hobbs, um, Connor and Ben. Uh, I think it was just those four. Yeah, they went out at their own their own little group at the front and probably pretty much straight away it was like sub 14, 30 sort of pace. And I wasn't really ready for that. Um, so I was leading out the the second peloton, so to speak, um, with I think it was um, who would have been behind me? I think it was Jack Coomba. He was the unknown bloke. Um, who came fifth, right. and then Lockie and I think Matt Hanso and some of those other boys. Um, so we were in that second pack um, all the way through, and then uh, Lockie and – Yeah, yeah, Hanso had a bit of a shocker. I don't think he's been training very hard the past couple of weeks, but um, he was out there still having a crack. And then, uh, yeah, around the turn, uh, I got overtaken by Jack and Lockie, and they pretty much just hammered it back, and we just followed them all the way along. So, yeah, didn't quite get them, but – um, it was good to have them leading it out for the, the latter half of the race. But yeah, it was good. Still happy with the times PB, so can't complain. Yeah, I was going to ask, so that's a park run PB. Does it, um, how does it bode against any road, like technically a road 5K PB too? Is that your quickest 5K? Um, yeah, so I've, I can't actually remember my last proper 5K. It's honestly probably been a few years since I've actually been fit and like ready to go for a 5k so yeah it was inevitably going to be a pb um yeah so i'm happy to um get that but hopefully go a bit quicker in the the end stage of this year yeah there's not many 5ks out there so if anyone wanting to do a pb in the local area uh in the southeast corner anyway of queensland 
get up there. It's normally two weeks before the Gold Coast Marathon Festival. So definitely a chance to bow well when it's almost like a train start to finish. I was sort of describing it in that way to some mates as opposed to little packs because they're just runners left, right and centre all the way from the back at, you know, 30 minutes through to 14, 20. Harvey Cram oh, there with the win. And hey, just a few weeks ago too, you won the QT Classic. I know it's been a kind of a mixed event over the years with various depths of runners there, but you were first in there and also fifth at the Brisbane Marathon 10K. I think that was a quicker time for you as well with that fifth place. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the UQ, uh, sorry, QUT one was um, pretty interesting because yeah, there weren't too many people there. I was, I was actually quite uh, thankful though because I was training with Aiden Hobbs that Thursday, uh, so a couple of days before, and he was saying he was going to do it, um, and he would have smoked me in that. So I'm like, oh, maybe just give it a break, mate. Like, you know, Sandgate Park Run's coming up. You need to just rest up those legs. So uh, he didn't end up doing it. So, yeah, it was it was good to get the win there. But with the the Brisbane 10, uh, that was definitely a much uh, stronger field there. I think, yeah, Ryan Gregson went out. Uh, who was it? John Polson and, and Aiden Hobbs. Ben they went out. Was there, wasn't he? Bert runner yeah benny cook as well yeah he he got me in the end um we yeah we were going out probably like 31 minute pace something like that and then the the big three at the front we're going for sub 30 and then um i think it was with 2k to go ben and i were going up that hill near howard smith wharves and um yeah he just dropped a massive kick on me i think he dropped like a, a 245 last k so there was no chance i was sticking with him <laughs> Wow. So what what is the what does the last K entail? Where where is it exactly? Um, yeah, so you got Howard Smith Wharves um up the hill, um, sort of on the left of the the back end of All Hallows. Then you turn left and just go down, I think it's Eagle Street, just all the way down um to the gardens again. So just through through that city, city district area. Yeah, similar to the QT classic, that uh course has changed multiple times. I'm I'm not sure for the better. Mm or worse, but um, <laughs> no, it's no, definitely, definitely not changed a bit. <laughs> and uh, in terms of time, so Gregson was a 29.55, which is a remarkable time on a, a hilly course. Of course, he's an ex-Olympian, uh, I think, Com Games athlete too. So uh, you'd expect mm. a man of his talent to be there. Johnny Polson running well for Bert too, and Cookie in third as well. And uh, Nick Dewar, isn't it? The pronunciation in fourth before you. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's very handy. I um, I think he, yeah, he was coming off a few injuries for the past year or so, so he's happy to be back. And yeah, he's he's a really good runner. So whenever I'm with him, it's always a, it's always going to be a tough finish with that bloke. And where I was think Aiden he just Hobbs? went overseas. Aiden Hobbs, oh, King of the hills. Yeah, yeah, he he's had a few bouts of sickness recently. I think mm. um, it would have been that week. Uh, I think he got got the flu or something like that. Um, so. He's just coming back. He had a pretty good Lorny uh, half marathon. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Tasmania, yeah. yeah. But just with the quicker stuff, I don't think he's just recovered yet from the sickness. But he'll be he'll be firing for Gold Coast, I reckon. And, mate, that, I've been in that 10K field a number of times in the last sort of eight years. That's a great feel. Like the depth, you know, think of Sandgate. Sandgate's probably stronger, so it doesn't really help my cause here. But in terms of the 10K... Yeah historically for the Brisbane Marathon Festival, you're looking at uh, what's 27 guys under 35, well, a few females. Tino, Tino yeah, yeah. Ellis, I think, was the winner with Lydia O'Donnell in second, also under 35 in those 27 runners. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, pretty crazy, actually. Um, that Brisbane 10 hasn't been uh, as strong in the, in the most recent years, but yeah, I don't know. I, th I think it's a bit of Gold Coast fever. Everyone's getting ready for the Gold Coast 10K and, you know, the half of the marathon and just trying to get a few races in before that. Um, I think everyone's looking at that sort of idea. So, yeah, like even with um, some of the boys behind me, um, like Vinny uh, from BAA, I think it's Vinny Bihagia. Uh, I'm always bad with pronouncing that last name, but he's been running super well. Uh, he nearly got me at the park run. Um, and I think he's only 18, so he'd probably be looking at close to, you know, low 30 minutes. Um, oh, and sure. that's just, that's just the standard these days. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good to see. And, you know, even just like 
everyone getting getting around it. Uh, just just the battlers and the punters all going for their PVs these days. Running's running sort of becoming cool, which is uh very good. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to that. But yeah, this this Brisbane event, there's a few things to think about. Like I think your third year out of high school, back when you were in school, this event used to take place after the Gold Coast. So they they've just found it a bit difficult to, as you mentioned, because the Gold Coast has become so big as to where they place it on the running calendar as well. And the running calendar generally is in winter in the cooler months, particularly mm. in Queensland. So it's it it still seems to be a work in progress. As we mentioned, the course does change a bit. It's hilly, but you know, that's okay for a more of a major city or capital city as well. I think you need a bit of entertainment out there. It's just, uh, I think, uh, a few things along with that Gold Coast, the proximity to Gold Coast that has affected it for many years. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm so keen for Gold Coast. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be good, not just to do the 10k, but to watch to watch the marathon and and definitely the half because it's getting a lot of you know interstate people and a lot of attention. Um, and hopefully they usually bring out like some Africans and stuff like that for for the marathon. So hopefully they do that again this year, and um, you know give people like Brett Robinson and stuff a run for their money. I think he's doing the half this year, but you know there should be still a pretty deep field there. Oh, definitely. We'll come back to that at the end when we talk about some of your plans in the near future and further. Um, but uh, let's let's get to a bit more about JPW in terms of we just alluded to your age, but um, where you are living now. You're, you mentioned you're studying there with physio uh, and any work that you may be doing and, and uh, activities and interests away from the running scene. Um. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, I'm studying studying physiotherapy at Griffith. Uh, so that's taken up quite a lot of my time. Um, so I I uh, I used to work at Coles, uh, just stacking fruit in the uh, the old fresh produce section. But um, now that I'm yeah back to studying full time, well, I'm just working as a sports trainer on the weekends. Uh, so just helping up strapping um, some of the younger fellas doing some footy at Wilson Grange, uh, which is always pretty fun. Um, but yeah, just three years out of school, still loving running. Um, I actually, like the main thing that I'm loving about running at the moment is that I'm not injured because um, coming out of school, um, I'd be, I've been running a lot and running was going pretty well, but just had a lot of bouts of injury. So getting on top of that was probably the main, main priority over the past couple of years. And I, uh, I've seemed to get on top of that this year, which is the main thing. So just trying to get, get involved with as many races as possible um, and, and loving it. So that's good. And uh, we spoke about your headset prior to the uh, interview off air. It's a gaming headset. So is the gaming still a part of your weekly schedule to wind down from the running? If not, <laughs> um, what else has taken place? Yeah, def- definitely not um, a gamer. That's I leave that to uh, some of the bigger gamers like uh, Jasper Waters and uh, probably Trent Derbyshire. They they get around it. Uh, Matt Hanso, a bit of a is he Matt Hanso a, a gamer? Matt Hanso, uh, I think his his gaming days are behind him as well. He's too busy getting concussed playing futsal uh, with some of his mates. Um, but um, no, nah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, nah, I'm definitely not not really involved with that that gaming sort of things anymore. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll watch a bit of Netflix just to chill out or uh, read a book, but most of the time I just like getting out and just seeing mates, you know, just doing doing whatever, going shopping, going out, you know, just going to the beach a lot, which um haven't been doing as much just because it's been a bit cold um, this time of, of year. But, you know, usually on Sundays, especially in the summer holidays, get out, do the long run at either Burley or like further up north to like um at Coolum and then just spend the whole day at the beach and yeah been doing a bit of camping as well love that um so yeah mainly just getting out and just getting after it great and i've seen you pop up on the socials a fair bit lately actually and uh the the brand lskd popping up a bit too so what what's that yeah. all about you've been uh donning some of their clothes fully in a fully white kit at the sandgate park run then i've seen a the complete reverse at the QT classic in all black. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not really sure how that happened. I was super fortunate really, um, just to, you know, start, start working with LSKD. Um, they, they actually have a few of their, their runners, like the CEO, 
um, and some of his mates, they train it um, at QSAC on Wednesdays, which is the same time as uh, the squad they used to train with Border Striders with Ryan Chapman. So they're all, you know, all of my mates are, are mates with them. And uh, yeah, they just got in touch with me at the start of the year um, just to give me a bit of kit to test that out. And um, I've been loving it. So yeah, they just, they've been helping me out with, uh, you know, like entry fees and, and things like that. And they've just been giving me a, a bit of uh kit to test out because they're trying to, you know, they're, they're mainly like a gym sort of focused brand um, coming from that sort of scene. And they're, they're really trying to make a bit of, bit of effort into the running scene. Um, so I think they're trying to come out with like a full, you know, running selection by the start of next year. So they're, yeah, getting a collection of runners to, you know, work with them and, you know, get, get out some kit that's on par with, you know, like the Nikes and Adidas and things like that. And yeah, they're really doing well. Um, that, that kit that I'm running at the moment, um, it hasn't come out yet, but they've made some splitties that are, you know, really handy. Like they're, they're perfect material really. And even I'd say even better than Nike. Um, so yeah, super excited to see what they come up with uh, later on in the year. Yeah. So a bit like the Lululemon in a way that uh, Lululemon sort of started as a gym, uh, I think sort of Pilates yoga, kind of a more casual fitness based um, background. And and now yeah, yeah. I've seen someone like Brady Trellfall inside running podcast over in Japan with a connection yeah, that yeah. they have had for almost a year, I think, the Inside Running Podcast, trying to increase that uh, connection and relationship with that brand. Is uh, LSKD similar in any way to, to Lululemon? Um, I'd say the way that they're, they're transitioning sort of into the running scene is probably, yeah, very similar. Um, it's, um, you know, it's good that they're, they're definitely going to keep their roots of, I think, yeah, so it's like gym, um, like even like street and skate sort of style um, branding as well. I think they're going to keep all of that um, and then just, just open up another division of running just to, just to get a new you know population into, into their brand. Um, yeah, definitely similar to the way Lululemon was brought up and, you know, it's just, it's really good that there's so many other brands trying to mix it up with the the big boys. Um, Cause you know, inevitably it's always just going to be better for the sport and yeah, it's really good to see. Yeah, I think too, just some interesting uh, fashion designs too and uh, putting up some competitive nature towards the more stock standard brands like Nike and and things like that. But often these days, I feel like you mentioned running's become a little bit uh, cooler out there for the younger crowd and and fashion's a part of that, by the, by the way, it seems. And LSKD uh, appears to be pushing that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's definitely not the the pinnacle of um coolness uh just yet but yeah it's just gotten that smidge less uncool which is good um but it's definitely traveling in the right direction um because you know like running was so much bigger back in the day like 1970s and 80s especially in australia and i don't know what happened but it sort of just sort of just died off in the and uh, like the attention the attention span of australians and like the rest of the world but you know you've always seen like in europe it's always sort of been more popular than over here. Um, Cause you know, we always just focus on footy and things like that. But um, no, I think it's, it's definitely coming back into its own and um, events like the Noosa, Noosa triathlon, how they incorporate like the Noosa bolt and things like that. We've getting, getting a lot more of those events, which seems to be bringing the attention back, which is really awesome to see. I'm, I'm hoping to be doing the Noosa bolt uh, at the end of this year too, for the first time. So oh, get yeah, I think, it. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, everyone's just getting around it and, you know, just doing my uh, long run around the city, which we usually do like around West End, just along the river. There's always more and more people just running and getting after it. So it's really good to see. Yeah, well, those opportunities weren't out there when I was a kid and I'm talking almost 15 years ago back in high school. There was no no park run um, at all. You know, there was sort of 15, 20 to 30 year 11 or year 10 to 12 uh kids boys and girls out there at park run the sandgate park run just the other day and uh of course as we've spoken about dressed up in all sorts of um cooler attire than that was available back in my day but yeah, let's yeah. get to uh your pbs hey i've got them off the world athletics profile so i'll just run through them and please do let me know if any are incorrect and as well how some of these times voted for placings because I, I think a few of these were either a win or a podium. So the 800 
was at the start of this year was a 155.62. And I, I believe that was a win, wasn't it? Uh, no, I came second in that one. Uh, yeah, there was, oh, I can't remember his name at the moment, but a, a Melbourne bloke came up to do the 800 there. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a 150 guy, I think. So, yeah, he he was pretty comfortable beating me in the, the last 100 there for sure. But it's good to get a PB there. Yeah, and there's specific names for these. So just a bit of context for listeners who don't have any involvement in QA or Queensland Athletics. That most of these events are named after previous athletes like Sally Pearson, probably the more well-known athlete, and Benita Willis, actually. I've done that one before. And I think this was the Norma Croker. Was that something else that you've done? as a previous athletes named event yeah yeah I've, yeah i've done yeah pretty much all the qa meets and they are yeah they're, they're always good um I, i'm not sure what that 800 was to be honest because yeah they they're literally every single week back to back so you sort of just forget which one's which but yeah it probably could have been the norma croker there yeah, let's head up here see if i could find that the 800 is here i haven't got a name for it though but anyway that was January the 7th. And uh, then we move into the 1500, a 352.87 at the beginning of last year. The 3,816.12, two years ago, end of 2021. I, I generally think the, the longer we're getting here, the better and maybe more potential. But correct me um, after I get to the 5,000, that's 1457 on the track. This is, by the way, we mentioned 1446 at Park Run just before. And uh, also, strangely, the 2K steeplechase five years ago, <laughs> 60606. Yeah. Six, oh, six. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, that was pretty handy. Um, yeah, five years ago. Wow, makes me feel old, but I am only 20. Um, that would have been when I was in grade nine at the state championships with uh, Patrick Figgerson, who oh, uh, got me good. on the day. 303 average yeah. over steeples for 2K at that age. Yeah, I, I think we both went under the state record there, but that easily got dusted off by Harvey Cram two years <laughs> later. Um, you can practically walk over the steeples, no dramas, because he's like six foot, I think he's like six foot six. So yeah, no dramas there. I think I had to get a ladder to get over those back in the day because I was actually tiny as. Um, but yeah, no, that was fun. Uh, definitely no more steeple for me anymore. I feel like I'll snap my Achilles in half. So I usually just stay on the flat these days. Yeah, so the 15, 3 and 5. I've just found the results section actually here. It was the Norma Croker for the 800 and 155.62. But uh, how about the 1500 in 35287? Any idea... Again, last year, where you fared there, placing wise. Um. Oh, placing wise, three fifty two. I. Oh, that was the state championships for fifteen hundred. So I think Callum Davies won that, uh, and then Peyton Craig. Uh. So I think I came sixth in that, sixth or seventh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and then the three k eight sixteen. That's a fantastic time anywhere. That's uh, two years ago. Anywhere, you know, year 12 or just out and you're breaking sort of 8.30, 8.20, you're doing pretty well for yourself. 8.16 at uh, Cusack again. Yeah, yeah, just a lovely Cusack track. Uh, I think Cusack. that was, yeah, yeah, uh, that was that was second. Uh, my my training partner, Jack Partridge, he got me there. He ran 8.11. Um, so that was, that was good because we were both trying to just qualify for the Zatapec 3K um in the later end of the year so we got Callum Davies um who was a training partner of ours at the time as well uh to come out and, and pace us so I think he went through um it would have been he, he was 600 out so yeah he, he paced us through to that and then we just we ran home but Jack has a crazy kick on him so we were literally together and then he put five seconds on me in the last lap so yeah he doesn't run anymore, unfortunately. He's a big police officer now, but um, yeah, he was very handy back in the oh, day. Right. I think he's coaching at a GPS school though for athletics. If I've got the yeah, right yeah, he yeah, yeah, school. not anymore. But uh, last year, yeah, he was coaching Ipswich Grammar. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, fully fully into his police officing now. Yeah, right. Okay, hopefully he can bring his fitness out there to the police field of work and uh it was yeah, Sally Pearson yeah, yeah. Shield by the way it was the 1457 
And that was a oh, yes. win I'm seeing on the books. That was Cusack, but I thought there was a recent 5K down at Runaway Bay. Um, no, 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 I haven't run it run away back yeah. actually ever. So yeah. Now that one was just a Sally Pearson um shield. So yeah. It must have been the last one on the calendar, April. They don't often go that late in the year for track events anyway. Second of April. Oh April. oh if that was second of April it would have been the um would have been nationals in the B heat for the five K. But I did um I did the Sally Pearson Shield uh would have been a couple of weeks before that and oh. ran no, same time. Up. Yeah, they're both 14. This is why 1457 <laughs> yeah. at 7 6 earlier in the year. And you cut off, mate. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Point three down to uh point oh, I did. two. Oh, in, thank in God. April. That makes a bit yeah. more sense. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, at least I got a PV there. I was absolutely shattered. I ran the exact same time after because I, I ran 1457 um for the first time just as like a training run, and I'm like, okay that's a good starting point. I'm going to put in like, you know, I think it would have been a month and a bit of really hard training. Uh, and then I went to nationals, you know, everything was feeling good and just ran 1457 again. So, you know, that's all part of the sport, I guess. Hey, but, at, um, least, at least you can round it yeah. down to say. Exactly. Exactly. And the yeah, question yeah. is, so what, technically it's a 1456. Would you, would you describe your PB previously as a 1457 even though it was 1457.76, or would you say 1458? That's the question. Most, uh, most no, people no, you definitely get around the, the number before the decimal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get to round down always, <laughs> even if you have to round up. Even 0.99, round down. Yeah, even first. 01, just round short down. Events, you, want, you, you definitely want to be doing that in the 800 and 15. Oh, for sure, for sure, definitely. So 15562. Um, as mentioned before, that definitely one five five people, not one five six. <laughs> yeah, even if you want to call it a one five four or one five three, be my guess. Just keep rounding down. I think I've done that before on the podcast. Rounded times up. Haven't had anyone mm. argue back at me yet, so hopefully that's I'll okay. That. Um, so, <laughs> nah, have no, you sort of mentioned fine. most of your achievements, so to speak, then based on those PBs and the QUT and Brisbane events earlier. Anything we've missed? In, in um, later years in your, in your adult running time? Yeah, that would uh, be pretty much it, to be honest. Um, I haven't really, um, no, not really. Like I've, I've done a few, but I've always just been like, I'll either run, run a PB or um, just be injured and just, just be running um, just cause I can. Uh, so yeah, hopefully this year I can get a bit more consistency. Um, and can just keep keep going up and getting getting some more PBs. Um, but yeah, I literally have either been running pretty much all the times you said, or just not been running at all. So yeah, the goal this year is definitely just do every single meet I can. I'm hoping to do um, the Bridge to Brisbane, which I think is in October this year. It is. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not yeah. too sure why. Pushed it back into the warmer months. Yeah, yeah. I think it... You, Actually, no, it was in August, hey. Um, Always August, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they pushed it back for that one COVID year, went back to normal last year, and then they've done it again for some Yeah, reason. correct. Yeah, COVID was the only exception yeah. I'm aware of anyway. Since yeah, yeah. It started. No, very yeah. weird. Um, so, um, yeah, doing that, doing Gold Coast, doing Noosa. Um, so, yeah, just pretty much anything on the calendar I'm trying to do because, yeah, loving it this year. It's going well. Yeah, Noosa. That's um, that's another beast. That one, very, very hot. You got seven or eight are turns you... in there. Uh, so yeah, good are you getting around it? I'll be there. Normally, um, at the back of the pack, running. I think I ran a three oh five first kilometer, and I was at the back of the pack. Jeez. Uh, oh, last year, yeah. Oh yeah. What What did you run there last year? Um, what did I run? Uh, high sixteen. I was chasing Monaghetti. Actually, he's going for his age. Oh yeah, record true. of about sixteen thirty, and I, I think he ran about sixteen forty something. So I was chasing him, but he got away from me. The old fella, oh, too much strength in his legs. Yeah, he is pretty talented. So yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's not the worst thing in the world to be kicked down by Monaghetti. And I was sort of, I think, five to ten from the back of the of the whole list. But anyway, let's get to you and let's wind back the clock. Let's get to the early days for JPW. So when you're a kid, any influences there from family, parents and um, school running? And you spoke about being a smaller 
kid too and how that looked you know from that sort of year nine to 12 with that growth we see many athletes out there actually who start well as a runner and then they just get this fantastic growth spurt which just accelerates the process to keep improving post-school so anyway back to when you were a kid what was happening there um well when i first started running it would have been um at like school cross country in I think it would have been grade one um dad dad always used to run when he was you know in school as well so um he he probably first started getting me into running because i'd uh i'd go to uh little athletics and do things like that um but nothing too serious until we got to the massive uh school cross country in grade one uh, i think i came third there um yeah, so I was super stoked with that. I thought I was going to the Olympics straight away. Um, so I think, yeah, so third there. And then I wanted to do better the next year. So I'd probably do a couple laps around the track, um, just like on the the oval because I live next to the school, um, maybe once or twice a week, thinking I'm putting in, you know, the hard yards. Um, and then we go back. I think I came second the next year um, in grade two. Um, and then in grade three, hit a bit of a plateau, came second again. Um, there was this bloke, I think his name is Anthony. He, he always won. Um, so that year after grade three, I was, I was really riffing and I'm like, oh man, I might, might do three laps around the, the field, <laughs> like three times a week, um, to beat this bloke. Um, so yeah, I think it was in, yeah, grade four, I, um, went yeah went to school cross country again and this year for some reason they put it all the way through um so usually you just ran your age group but they put the whole cross country into one race so it was grade prep to grade seven all in the one thing I don't know why they did that the teachers probably just wanted to <laughs> go on break early or something like that um so yeah I was I was like oh god so I'm not going to win now that's so annoying because that's what I was trying to do um but then, yeah, so we did that race and I actually won. So I beat like all the grade sevens and everything. I don't know how I did that, but um, yeah, so I did that. And that was the first year where you could actually go to, you know, like Med East and districts and things like that. So I think I did districts, won that. Um, and then in Med East, I came third and got beaten by Kai Robinson, who came oh. second. Yeah, and um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, we both, yeah, kind of went to states. Uh, so yeah, I, I came third at Med East, but second at Nat, uh, second at states, um, which is funny. Uh, that was just behind Pat Figerson, who, um, yeah, I used to race against heaps of times. Um, and then yeah, came fourth at the national cross that year as well. So. Yeah, I went from like just trying to beat, um, you know, the people in my grade at school to actually going to nationals. Uh, so that was, yeah, really, really exciting. And that's the first year where I really got into the sport. And um, yeah, so pretty much just did uh, did national cross every year. But I never did uh, track, which is always at the the latter end of the year because, I don't know, dad, dad was pretty good with me. Like he didn't want me over training or anything. So He'd just go, you know, after school, just chill out, enjoy your summer holidays. I did, I did a lot of skating back in the day with my schoolmates. So it was, it was always just, um, you know, do a bit of training, do cross country. Um, and then after national cross, just finish school and then just go skating and doing whatever over the holidays, which was, yeah, probably a good thing to do, you know, just being a kid. Um, and then, yeah, did that all the way through uh, until grade nine. Uh, and then that was the first year where I gave uh, track uh, a good crack because I, I finally won my first state cross country in grade nine. Uh, and I thought, you know, that's that's a good good year to start, you know, getting into track and seeing if I can you know, get some get some good PBs and start actually taking the sport a bit seriously. Um, so I think, yeah, that was the year where uh, Pat and I went under that state record for the steeple. Uh, and I think I ran, yeah, nine would have been nine flat or something like that for three K. Uh, and then I didn't actually end up going to nationals. 
uh, because I was just going to America uh, with my family for a holiday. Um, but then I came back and got injured, which was really weird because I think it was something to do with my body, like training hard and then just not running for a month or so and then coming back to just going straight back into it again. And then I actually, yeah, got Achilles tendinopathy, which was annoying. And that took me out of all of 2018, tried to get back into 2019, didn't really do too much, kept getting injured. 2020 was my senior year. Um, so I did, you know, just the the normal AIC uh, cross country and track and field, which was good. I got the wins there, but just literally kept getting injured um, until, yeah, like probably till the start of last, the start of, yeah, the start of last year, I'd, I'd probably run for about eight or eight or 10 weeks, get injured again, um, restart it all, get another PB, then get injured again. Um, yeah, and it's just a vicious cycle. So, yeah, that's probably why I haven't done too much since being out of school. Um, but, yeah, I'm still still loving the running, though, and finally got on top of those injuries. So, yeah, things are looking a lot better than they did back then. Before we get to those uh, injuries, I just wanted to ask, what is your background, too? You've got the darker features, darker skin. Is there any uh, culture or background around uh, from English or Australian in you or your parents? Um, yeah, so my dad's half African. Um, so yeah, quarter, quarter African. Um, he was he was adopted, so he doesn't know exactly where from, but we're thinking uh it's somewhere around like East African. Um right. so yeah, so he hopefully I get some of the running genes. He's got the darker skin himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I wanted to ask uh, particularly about those genes, getting an idea of what you've got in you moving forward. So that's exciting, bit of African in there. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just claim a bit of Ethiopian and Kenyan mixed up. So yeah, oh, a bit of Achillean, Kipchoge in me, yeah. Yeah, so where, where did you go to primary school? You mentioned Mideast and then also AIC. So for those listeners too, again, who are out of Queensland or Brisbane, AIC hosts, I think it's eight schools. GPS in Brisbane is nine, uh, but uh, probably two premier competitions for sport in the Brisbane private uh school scene so what school did you attend there um so i went to a primary school at cooperoo state school and then went to villanova college uh just around the corner from your your school churchy yeah and maris college i attended many years ago as a, an old boy to that school any maris runners out there when you went through that were competitive in any way with with you and your races maris um Yes. Uh, actually, God, it's actually hard to remember. I don't think I had any uh, crazy good Morris people actually in my grade. It was more further down below. Um, oh, who was it? Um, there was, I can't remember them at the moment, but there was this one bloke from Morris who won every single year in ARC, but he was, he was two years below me, I think. Um, but in my, in my year, it was, Padua bloke Nathan Powell, who was who was really handy. We just Dan Pattinson's keep... close to you, isn't he? In age, Dan, yeah, Dan Pat, Dan Pattinson. He was he's Padua as well, isn't he? Yeah, Padua. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have been a few years um above me, but his brother Ned, I think he's the year below me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're both really good runners. Um, but yeah, it was it was Nathan. Um, and. That would have been about it. Yeah, it was me, pretty much just me and Nathan just going going pretty hard for it. But uh, Pat Figerson, he was uh, a a bloke from Nudgy Junior. Uh, so when he was he was younger, we um we used to race because they had Nudgy Junior in in AIC for you know some of the events. Like they just get get invited. Um. So yeah, it's pretty much just us three going for it. Right. So, and these injuries you talk of, why do you think you've been so injury prone? Is there anything you know, genetically or the way that you run or the way that you train or eat or anything that has influenced these injuries, do you think, or has it just been bad luck? Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I feel like it's got, it doesn't have anything to do with like my style or anything like that. I think um, it did start to come on when I started going through a growth spurt. So, you know, it could have been a bit of growing and uh, a bit of overtraining, but 
yeah, I didn't really train that hard. Um, to be honest, I was only doing like 60 Ks a week, um, like back then. So yeah, probably just a bit of bad luck, but yeah, I, I'm not one to really believe in that. Like there's always got to be a reason for it. Um, probably just, I don't know, genetically I could have uh weak calves. I did notice that when I saw my physio, my soleus was really, really weak. Um, so that's, something that I've been working on pretty hard over the past year or so to fix up. Um, so ever, ever since I've strengthened those up, my Achilles seems to be fine. So yeah, it could have been a bit of that, but so, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing that poked out to me really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So any stress fractures in there or is this um, predominantly lower limb injuries uh, pertaining to your calf and Achilles? Um, yeah. So the main thing was Achilles, but then also, um, I got Osgood Schlatters, uh, so, you know, bit of a, bit of a growing, growing problem in my lower knee there. Um, so that, that one was probably more just through growing. Um, I got over that after a year or so, and I could always run through that anyway, but yeah, it was mainly just the, the Achilles and, um, I, apart from those two, I don't really get any other injuries. So definitely just lower limb based problems. <laughs> We've seen a few uh, Brisbane young guys head over to America uh, in more recent times, uh, namely Matt Hansen, uh, Gus Gannon, and uh, a few years back, Kai Robinson. Has America been on the radar for you? From memory, I don't think you've head over there. Have you to America? No, no. It, it was something I was thinking about, you know, probably in like grade 10 and 11, because um, Kai, Kai and Pat, uh, they, they were always – you know, that that's exactly what they wanted to do. And I'm thinking, you know, that wouldn't be too bad. Um, to be honest, I probably, um, you know, I wasn't running the times fast enough to be able to get a scholarship at the time anyway, uh, just because in my senior year, I couldn't run too much because of the injuries. But honestly, even if I was in the position to get a scholarship, um, I don't know if I'd, if that would be like the best thing for me, because I, I do like spending a lot of time just with, with friends and family, um, you know, you can always just come back in, in the break and things like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, you know, the way things turned out and just the, the routine that I've got right now with uni and, um, and running seems to be going all right as well. So, yeah. And, you know, I, like, I don't know. I definitely would have enjoyed going overseas as well. Um, you know, just making new, new relationships and, I feel like the running structure over there obviously helps um, to get you to the next level. And Kai's a very good example of that. But, you know, thinking of think, how things turned out, um, probably wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, well, let's talk about now then, because about uh, over six months ago, I joined the Burt squad in Brisbane myself. You were there along with yes. uh, Matt Hansen, actually. I think Adam Fogg had just recently uh, left the squad and Matt and Adam both two quicker runners at the front of the pack, if not, um, you know, in front of all of them. And you were, you were sort of heading that way. And I've noticed you've been training with a few others in more recent times. So what's a training group look like at the moment? And uh, are you in any way still a part of the, the Burt franchise? Um, yeah, well, I was, I was super, super happy to be able to join Burt for the, the start of this year. And I'm um, thankful to, to our Peter Bracken for, you know, welcome me in because it, it is a really great squad and you've got a great community going on. Um, and it, it worked out perfectly for me because I live literally on the same street uh, in New Farm. So I just roll out of bed and jog down there within the five minutes and I'll be ready to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I was actually super fortunate to get uh, to train with, um, you know, the, the Melbourne track boys, Melbourne track club boys who train in Brisbane. Um, so, you know, that's Ryan Gregson, Jude Thomas, uh, Callum Davies, and, um, you know, every now and again, uh, oh, and Jack Bruce, and every now and again, like Tim Vincent and Liam Booden from, from Gold Coast Run Co. I think Liam is in the group now, but unfortunately he's had a few bouts of injury himself, so he hasn't been training with us at the moment. Um, and then on the on the girls' side, we've got Jan and, and Cara Finn Ryan, and um, Harry Biggs as well, who's coming in to do some pacing for for the girls. Um, so yeah, I think it was 
um, would have been in, in March or something like that. Callum, who I, I, I used to train with anyway, he asked me to come pace Jen for a few sessions because uh, she didn't have anyone to pace her at the time. Um, so yeah, I did that and that went really well. Um, they're a great bunch of people and uh, I was lucky enough to you know keep coming along for a few more sessions and just get towed along behind the boys. Um, so yeah, and I'm still doing that, which is, it's going well. Uh, I can't do the full session just yet, but, um, you know, it's great just jumping in for you know a rep or two and just modifying the session to something that I can handle. Um, but you know, even just being there and training with them, I've taken a lot out of it. Um, cause you know, you know, people like Callum and, and Jack and Jude and especially Ryan, they're so disciplined with their training. So just learning how they do it, um, I've taken a lot out of it. Yeah, it must have been amazing to run alongside or train rather with people like Greg and Ryan, former Olympians, learning a lot from those two. And they're, I think they're both in their 30s now. So they've been around and learned a lot themselves to pass on to someone closer to 20. Must have been a great experience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's also been really inspiring to see uh, Jen come back from her Achilles uh, problem because you know, mm -hmm. she snapped that at the Olympics, um, in 2021 and, you know, just having a baby and coming back from that. I can't um, believe it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely a credit to her, you know, just her discipline. Like I've never met anyone so disciplined with their training. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, as you know, it's really inspiring. I hope she goes well at the, the Gold Coast Marathon this year. Cause, um, that'll be a debut for her. Um, so I reckon she'll smash it. Training's been going well. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that, uh, her appearance for the marathon. And um, she's yeah, as time goes on, it's only in your favor if you're training consistently. But yeah, those challenges for her have been uh, it's a remarkable comeback. So uh, yeah, get in her ear, mate. Try and get her on the local legends in running podcasts. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. May, she may be too big these days, but um, oh, see mate, what we can do. No one's too big for local <laughs> legends. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's get to the training week then. So I know you sort of, you guys, well, with, with um, this group sort of uh, moved away from uh, UQ to QSAC there for a bit, but are, are back now predominantly at UQ. And UQ is great because it's got the track and also the dirt path and the road along there too for some uh, more tempo threshold-based sessions and almost a loop to around the campus. So what's Monday to Sunday looking like in terms of your training? Uh, for me, um, I'm... I'm definitely still uh, just focused on, you know, being consistent this year. Uh, the main goal for me is just not missing any weeks, um, you know, due to injury or anything like that. So I'm definitely taking a more conservative approach to training just for this year. Um, so I'm only running four times a week. Um, so Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll just be in the gym, just doing strength work. Um, and then I'll, I'll jump on the elliptical if I feel like doing a bit of cross training. Um, but Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'll do some sessions. So Tuesday I'll be with the, um, the squad. Um, and we're still at QSAC at the moment. We'll probably head over to UQ you know, in the coming weeks now that the tracks open again, which is, is good. It, is um, there a name for this squad? Hey, um, yeah, Ryan's like to claim, um, BT, BTC or BTS, um, so we'll roll with that at the moment. But as in Brisbane Track um, Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there there has been a bit of debates there, uh, because um, you know, back in the day, uh, it was Kai, um, you know, a few of my mates and I, we used to do long runs just on Sunday and it was called Brisbane Track Club. Um, you know, we didn't patent it at the time, but you know, there is a bit of discrepancy there with who actually owns the the VTC name, but Ryan likes to think he's claimed it now since he's a local here. Um, and uh, Jay yeah, Russ with Brisbane Athletics too. Different name, but similar. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of angst and anticipation for you know who's going to rightfully own the Brisbane Brisbane name, but yeah, we'll call it Brisbane Track Club for now. But yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I may as well say Brisbane Track Club on on Tuesdays, um, and that'll that'll literally be anything. Um, they get the sessions from uh, Collis Birmingham, so he likes to mix it up all the time. But it's usually about ten k worth of work, um, 
on the track and then, you know, 4K warm up, 4K warm down, get that done. Um, last week it was, you know, 8 by K off a minute. Um, and then uh, Thursdays will be threshold. Um, the boys have been doing 30 minutes recently, but just for getting ready for the 10Ks, I've been doing 16K and a bit slower uh, than usual um, compared to, you know, a 10K threshold. Um, and then Saturdays for me, I don't actually have much structure at the moment. So sometimes I'll go back and run with border striders, uh, with Brian Chapman and, you know, some of my old training partners, um, and that's at UQ or, you know, sometimes I'll just jump on the treadmill and do a session, um, you know, just to get the pins rolling a bit. Um, and then Sunday will be 20 K just anywhere. We've been running from West End, um, just doing Riverloop recently. But now that we're back on holidays, um, I like going out to you know places like Daisy Hill or even um, the Rail Trail um, in Ipswich, which oh, is yeah. really nice running out there. Um, so yeah, road. that's that's me. Yeah, so it's about eighty k's for the week if the sessions are big, um, and then if they're not, you know, I can get down to around um, like sixty five or seventy. Um, but yeah. The, the legs are feeling good. So as long as I can just keep running and get the consistency, I'm hoping to run some PBs and get, get faster by the end of the year. And then hopefully can implement a bit more running come next year. Yeah. It's a pretty modest numbers, you know, 60 to 80 K, but um, you're running anywhere between sort of three K up. What's the, what's the number in your mind when you're training? What's the main uh, race? Um. I'm not too sure. I do have track season, uh, you know, in the back of my mind. Uh, and I'd like to have a crack at probably, yeah, the, the 1500 and the 3K um, come end of this year. Uh, the the 5K and the 10, I feel like it could be my event because I'm definitely more of an aerobically based athlete um, compared to the speed. But I just haven't got that base just yet to be competitive in that scene. So I reckon, yeah, uh, go compete in the like the 15 and the three this year and then hopefully just keep working on my base to eventually get to the the five and 10. Yeah, so those Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday sessions are basically able to cater for any of those events. Are you running short enough reps to cater for, say, 1,500? Yeah, uh, at the moment, it's it's definitely um, more just threshold and, and base work just to get up that base um, come track season. I'll I'll do a lot more reps uh, on the track, probably starting like September, October to, to actually get ready for things like the 1500. But, you know, on Tuesdays, we're still chucking in a few fast 400s at the end of a, a workout. So still still getting some sort of speed. But um, yeah, definitely come track season, I'll have to get into the speed work for sure to get get uh, race ready. And then the Sunday, finally, that's normally pretty steady for you, not uh, incorporating any race pace case, uh, e.g. 10K pace. It'd be pretty long, oh, wouldn't it? After three sessions to be embedding 10K pace in there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, when we do run around that river loop uh we do have a bit of a, a gun bit of a stud in the long run robert stringer he likes to you know maybe rip it down to some low three minute pace in the last couple k um you know sometimes we might go with him if we're we feeling like he needs to be taught a lesson but you know most of the time we just let him go um so yeah it's usually just whatever feels good um for pace wise we usually just go around like anywhere from like four to four thirties and even like five minute pace. If we're feeling a bit grim after a Saturday hard session. Alrighty. Let's talk uh, nutrition, mate. You're not running marathons or half marathons yet, but what's nutrition look like week to week and also prior and after racing and training? What do you like to consume? Um, well, the main thing I'm, I'm super uh, conscious about is just getting protein in. Um, so, you know, after, after gym and any big sessions, I'll, I'll get some protein in straight away. Um, just having the old Masashi powder at the moment, shout out Masashi, if you want to hook up a collaboration there. Um, so that's going to be big and strong. Um, and then honestly, just getting some food in straight away. 
I'm not too focused on on what it is, just as long as it's somewhat healthy, just get that in as soon as possible after a hard um, race or training. Um, but, uh, you know, like before, before a session, I train in the morning. So I'll get like an apple and a banana and a coffee in. And then afterwards, you know, get some wheat bix in, anything that's, you know, just filling and, and healthy. Um, so I like to start my mornings off healthy, but then um, as, as the day goes on, just making sure I get big meals in, but I'm not too fussed about it, to be honest. Um, like no, nothing, nothing really um, like super structured diet wise, but mainly just trying to get as much food in as possible and try and keep it as healthy as possible. Yeah. It may change when you're older and running half marathons and marathons, even that might be a, yeah. a different. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll just uh, make the most of not having to worry about that just yet until uh, I do. I do have to worry about it. All right, let's look at uh, the year ahead. We've spoken about the Gold Coast 10K and also Noosa Bolt 5. Was it Bridge to Brizzy, the other one, the 10K you mentioned? Yeah, Bridge to Brizzy. Um, anything else at the moment? Probably not. Um, if I do... They're, they're the big ones, aren't they? Jetty to Jetty is another one, but um, only normally yeah, attracts yeah, a couple of the faster runners. Yeah, probably, yeah, just get, get those road races out of the way and then really hit track season hard, I think. That's the goal. Okay, so you look sort of two, three, four years, ten years ahead. What's what's uh, going through your brain in terms of distance uh, goals? Again, the half marathon and mar- half marathon and marathon are they on the horizon? Do you think? Um, not exactly at the moment. In ten years' time, uh, I feel like yeah, ten It'll years come, time mate. comes quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like as soon as I don't have any speed in the legs. I probably will just go for the the half and the full. Um, Cause yeah, I do really enjoy running and I can see myself doing it for the rest of my life until I, I can't anymore. So yeah, I, I reckon marathons would be on the cards later in life. Um, but for now, probably, yeah, just see how good I can get on the track and probably um, focus on the five and 10. Um, so try and get a good enough base to be competitive there and see what I can do over the next you know, couple of years. Excellent. Hey, last uh, question before we get to listener questions. And it just came to mind. Uh, it wasn't on the list, but this happens. Uh, footwear. So what are you what are you wearing for all your runs, sessions, the tempos and uh, longer runs and jogs? Um, for, you know, like any jogging or warming up, I'm in the Nike Pegasus. I think I'm rocking the 39s at the moment. Um, so yeah, I've got two pairs of those, so I'll just alternate them every day. Um, so I'm doing that. And then for all my sessions, I'm running in the Vaporfly twos, the Nike Vaporflies. Um, and then yeah, long run will be in the, the pegs again. So yeah, just got the three pairs and then the, um, the dragonflies will be for the, yeah, for track. And then, yeah, if I, if I do need to rip any, uh, reps, for track sessions, I'll, I'll chuck them on as well. But yeah, so those will be the four in the lineup at the moment that I've got going. I really like the pegs. I've literally been running in them since the, probably the 32s came out. So yeah, they, they did get a bit sus. Um, like when the 35s and the 36s came out, I didn't like them too much, but then they brought it back very well with the, the 37s and 8s. And yeah, I think the 40s are out now, so might need to wow. run a bit more so I can get rid of the 39s, get into them again. Yes, yeah, so I've worn the Brooks Ghost as a volume shoe. They're up to about 14, I think. So has it literally been almost 40 um, models? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Hey, I think, um, yeah, so they would have come out in 1980 something, the first one. I remember yeah. dad used to run in that the, the Peg 17s or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Anyway, let's get to these listener questions. Let me open Instagram is where I post them. And I posted them about, well, the question rather to the listeners about um, four hours ago, mid-morning on a Monday. So let's see what we have. Ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay, Jasper Waters, does that name... (laughs) Yes, it rings a bell. Yes, I'm familiar with Jasper. Uh, what the flop is a stridable and who created the term? 
Strideable. <laughs> Strideable. Okay. Um, yeah, so at the start of the year, I was doing a, a couple of YouTube videos um, for running and um, Jasper himself actually created the word. Um, so, yeah, it's just when you're doing strides after after a run, um, he just called it stridables for some reason. That was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I think that that uh, term's getting thrown around a bit on the Strava community now. So I think he, wanted, he, I think he asked that question just so we all know who created it. Okay, this one's not a question, but a statement. And the pronunciation, I'm going to absolutely butcher this. Jo- Joaquin Wizarek. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird spelling. I think it's Joaquin. Um, right. Yeah, we yeah we used to train with him at um at Brian's. Um, so yeah, what what's he got to say? I oh, just said about time, Jeffa J E F E. I guess um about time to jump on the podcast. He's alluding to. <laughs> Yeah, nice. That's good. I'll, ta- I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. And uh, we've mentioned this guy, Trent uh, Derbyshire. Oh, yes. Trent Derbyshire, yeah. A bit of a GR, bit of um serious nature to it as well. Uh, his mum wants to know, what do you hope <laughs> to achieve with running in the next five years? We've spoken about it briefly, but anything else we missed? Um, oh, I mean, the goal at the end of the day is definitely to, you know, hopefully make the Olympics one day that that would be the pinnacle. Um, but you know, not everyone can do that obviously, cause it's pretty hard to do. So, um, just aim for that. And the, the highest I can get, um, from there I'll take, um, so I'll just see how good I can get. Um, and yeah, just not die wondering really just have a crack. See how it goes. Yeah. And you mentioned before too, if you stay injury free and uh, the fact that you enjoy it, you'll continue doing it for a long time. That's a, I think an admirable thing to say at your age at around 2021. So thank you for your time. I think um, we're about on an hour here. So for the listeners who tune in, I hope you learn a bit about JPW, the way that he trains in the week, who he's training with now, uh, including a few former Olympians and hopefully all that experience with that uh, crowd and your talent and uh, mental application by the sounds of it can get you to those goals. So good luck and thank you. Oh, thank you very much, Ollie. Appreciate you having me on. It was, it was a good chat and I'll uh, I'll probably see you at the, the Bird Squad sometime soon for a session. Yeah, come on down. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.